It took me years till I actually started started, um, but once I got the contract and I knew this was going to be a book, what I did was I worked every day, um, every night, weekends, holidays, straight through uh, writing and revising it for 10 months. Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Colby Sharp. Today, we continue our Unraveler series with Donna Gephardt, I sat down with Donna last November in Atlanta during NCTE's annual conference. In each Unraveler episode, a book creator takes us inside one of their books, their inspirations, fears, frustrations, triumphs, epiphanies, the whole thing pulled apart, unraveled. Today, Donna talks about her middle grade novel, Lillian Duncan. She talks about her process, where she got the idea for Lillian Duncan, and how the idea she starts with never ends up like she pictured. Take it away, Donna. Donna Gephardt, and my book is Lily and Duncan, and the publisher is Delacour Press. Lily and Duncan stars a transgender girl who is a big-hearted, word-nerd, nature-loving, and she tries very hard to save a tree named Bob. And it's also about Duncan, and he moves to Florida from New Jersey, and he has a really big secret that he's keeping. And he meets Lily on the first day, and Duncan also has to deal with bipolar disorder. So in order to fit in, he joins the basketball team, even though those are the kids who are tormenting Lily. I got the idea for Lillian Duncan several years ago at um, a film festival called LunaFest, and it's short films for women, by women, about women. And I went with my next-door neighbor, Pam, and we're watching this film called I Am a Girl. And it's about a 14-year-old transgender girl, and she was, she was a girl, and she knew she was a girl, and she did everything that girls do. But then the interviewer asked her um, about when she's older, about not being able to have her children. And she was matter-of-fact about it. She says, I'm not going to be able to have children on my own, and I hope my future husband is okay with that. At 14 years old, it was so moving. And I turned around when the film was over, and I looked at my neighbor, Pam, and tears were streaming down her face. And something inside me said, I need to write about this. That was the beginning. So um, I was terrified to write about it because I didn't know anything about it. It's not my lived experience. So I started to research, and I really just avoided writing. But the more I learned and the sobering statistics about um, violence towards transgender people, suicide attempts towards transgender teens, it was so upsetting and disturbing that I was more determined than ever to write about it and once I started I realized there was another character the character of Duncan and that's inspired by our son who is now 23 but he has bipolar disorder and we lived through some very very hard times together 
And when he got a little bit older, he started to volunteer speaking at NAMI, the National Alliance for Mental Illness. And after one of those talks, he asked me to write about a character with bipolar disorder, and I promised him I would, and I knew this was the book where I would do it. When did I share this with my agents? So the process is pretty much that I come up with um, an idea and a synopsis, like a pretty detailed synopsis, and a few sample chapters. And I send it in, and then she goes over it, helps me, you know, critiques it, I revise, and then she'll send it off to my publisher. And that's what we did. And um, when my publisher got this, it was very different from what I usually write, because I usually write funny books. So at first, I think they were taken aback. But once they knew how committed I was to the idea, and especially once they finally read it, um, they were in 100%. I couldn't be happier. They have been so supportive getting it in as many hands as they can, and I'm really proud to be published with them. about writing this book. So it was very hard to read this. I read the stories of as many transgender people as I could get my hands on. I watched documentaries. I read newspaper articles. I watched YouTube videos, any, anything I could get my hands on. So it was really hard to see how much people struggle. And it's sad because people are just, they're themselves. It's who they are. They can't be anyone else. And it's more like it's not their problem, it's society treating them in horrible ways. So it was really hard to read those things, but it just you know, gave me more resolve. And it was hard to write the pieces about um, the character with bipolar disorder because I lived through that with our son and it was so heartbreaking. So here I'm writing about a character who's a mom who's dealing with her son. And um, so it was challenging in that way too. But I think it felt like it was such an important story that I was just gonna push through all my discomfort and get this into the world. This book, Lillian Duncan, expanded my heart and my mind. I learned how to be a more accepting person. I learned how to see beyond, you know, first glances. I just learned that there's all different kinds of people in this world, and we share more in common than we have different, and that there's always ways in and bridges too. And we shouldn't shut that off and just be more open to understanding different kinds of people. So I, I feel like as a writer, we always have this little vision in our head when we start a project, and it never comes out like that. But I feel like it's better to have this imperfect version that exists than the perfect version in your head that doesn't exist. So my first and many drafts are absolutely horrible. They're awful. I wouldn't even show my dog. Um, and it just takes multiple, multiple revisions to get it anywhere even close to that vision in your head. And that's okay. And I feel like that's fine. Those revisions are necessary. The reason that I write in the first place is because I was a lonely kid 
and I found solace in the books in the library. So it is my hope that with Lillian Duncan, it will make some other kid feel less alone, more validated, maybe it can provide a little bit of a roadmap for navigating some very difficult territory, but maybe more than that, I'd like to see this book in not just the hands of the kids who the characters are like, but in everybody's hands so that they can grow more empathy, more compassion, more understanding, and, you know, build a bridge from heart to heart and just be more open and accepting of people and be kinder. I hope this book leads to more kindness. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Yarn. Thank you, Philip Stead, for creating our theme song. Today's episode was edited by me, Colby Sharp, and mixed by my pal, Travis Yonker. If you're ever looking for recommendations for where to find a great late-night omelet, Travis is your guy. Additional music for this episode comes from Blue Dot Sessions via the Free Music Archive. If you have an idea for an episode or season of The Yarn, if you just want to chat about books, send us an email, theyarnpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Colby Sharp. Thanks for listening.